welcome to the pilot first episode of my podcast chat with me or chat with emmy if you prefer brought to you by michael brooks i was diagnosed with emmy cfs in 2006 after having a bout of glandular fever epstein bar in 2004 and never fully recovered and um yeah, it's been a long old journey. I've had many ups. I've had a lot more downs. Uh, definitely peaks and troughs, which a lot of people will find happens with this illness. And um, yeah, why did I want to do this? Well, I am. I say I'm currently writing a book. I think I've been writing a book about this for about 10, 10 15 years now. And I'm still, I've only done got the chapter five. So um, the book is in process, but I thought for the meantime, a podcast might be a way to get out and reach people and let other people know who suffer with this illness that there is, I can't say light, but that there are other people out there who know what you are going through. And it's a, it can be a very isolating illness, especially if you're bed bound or house bound. And, um, yeah, I thought it would be something that it w- gives me a bit of purpose. Um, I like being an ad- advocate for Emmy anyway, which I do by my social media. But I felt this might be just a different avenue that I'd, I'd contemplated previously, but never quite followed through with. And this year just seems to be the year to get started. So it's going to be a, a fortnightly event. So I'm going to try and keep it to Thursdays every two weeks. And the type of content I'm going to bring you is, it can be diverse. It can be anything that you want it to be as well. Um, we get some interaction, you know, um, you can ask questions. Um, I'll give you my handles for uh, Twitter and Instagram. And you can, yeah, um, we can have questions, answers. I will talk about the symptoms, you know, we'll we'll cover as much as we can about this chronic condition because a lot of us, especially if you're diagnosed recent, it can feel like you're on your own, even if you've got a support network around you, your family, your friends, it just, it can be very, very hard and life at the moment's hard anyway, so adding uh, chronic condition into the mix can be very it's just it's just it's hard it's there's no, I can't really describe a word for it because it's, it's so many different things happening all at once you just you don't know where you're at um now will I be doing interviews at the current time probably not um not straight away anyway I just want to get this podcast up and running see how I can improve see how um, other people interact and if they if they want to ask questions and we can kind of play it by ear a little bit I I haven't I am breaking it down so there will be subjects for each week that I do and I'll cover all topics carers symptoms if there's something specific people who are listening want to talk about and if i find any 
um, information out or research, I'll obviously credit the person or the persons, like the websites, etc., where I've got the information from. So um, all these views are my own, and if if they're not, I will credit that person because I don't want to take credit for something I've not done, and I don't want to be liable either if um, I'm saying the wrong information. So I will do the best I can. It's this place is designed to be a fun place and that's kind of what I want it to be really I want it to be a little hub where we can talk about things and down the road if people want to come on and join in perfect and if people prefer it just being me waffling on about a subject that works too so so for this being the first episode there's not going to be too much going on because a lot of you will know what ME is um, or CFS to some people uh, CFS will get onto that as well it can be a little bit of a misleading title because it's it focuses around the fatigue which is present in quite a lot of chronic illnesses ME differs slightly where we get kind of exasperated or what we call post-exertional malaise when we overdo something it can be mental task it can be physical task if we push ourselves too hard we generally get what we call a payback and um, most people who are familiar with ME will know about this and that's what kind of sets us our symptoms apart from other chronic conditions so but that'll be a subject down the road I wanted to kind of say well for those who are listening and don't know what ME is what is ME so this information is coming from the ME Association and it's just on their general information page you go to www.meassociation.org.uk and you can click on the, the, like the little lines at the top and it gives you the definition of what is ME but I will read it for you so I have it here in front of me this way because I, I know that I can go off on a tangent. I remind myself sometimes with Billy Connolly how he tells a joke starts with a joke and then goes off and does about another 12 jokes before he gets back what he was trying to say sometimes I can do that so don't worry I am planning each episode so I can try and not do that as often as possible so as I was saying what is ME? Well MECFS is a complex chronic medical condition affecting multi-body systems people with MECFS need regular monitoring and review they are unlikely to be seen at their worst because debilitating symptoms prevent them from leaving their home which us who are patients of ME will understand and I think this is where we get a little bit upset sometimes because when we are seen it's when we're at our best and and the best might not be very good but it's where we are coping should I say and that's where it can tend to lead to people going oh well I've seen them out why are they um why are they still ill if they can go to the shop or something so it's a it's a very hard it's a very hard to, um, illness to understand unless you live it or you live with someone who has it. So you have to be aware that MECFS is a complex chronic medical condition affecting multibody systems. The pathophysiology is still being investigated. There is lots of research going on at the moment. I'm doing decode study, decode ME um, study at the moment where they're looking into the genes of ME patients. And we had to all do like a spit test if we qualified with the criteria, which I did. 
and um yeah so it's got a, it's an ongoing thing and there'll be a, an episode on that as well down the line it all the, the thing with me as well is it affects everyone differently for some people symptoms still allow them to carry out some activities whereas others they c- can cause substantial incapacity and this basically means you can be housebound i'm currently i'm in a weird position i'm housebound mostly but i have to get the girls to school and back i get help where i can with other people doing it but um i generally get the girls to school then i get back and i rest till i have to go pick them up again so but there's and i find that i find that really good and fortunate that i can do this but um, other people can't and especially if you end up bedridden you you can lead up to um being fed by tubes it's it is a very horrible horrible illness and i wouldn't wish it on anybody but you can yeah it's and and the the thing that is so confusing as well because everyone suffers from it differently there's different severities of it which i can understand why people on the outside looking in get confused so a fluctuating condition in which a person's symptoms can change unpredictably in nature and severity over a day a week or longer for myself i um, go through periods of like a remittent state where my symptoms are very 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 mild so i can continue as much as possible um but i relapse and i'm in a relapse at the moment although i'm kind of i've not gotten any worse which is good I'm still not very well, so I'm uh, I'm very 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 limited to what I can and can't do. So um, yeah, it's a it's a difficult time, but that's how it happens. And some people will stay severe for, forever, which is you know there's a twenty five percent in the severe rating or um, the most severe rating, and that's heartbreaking to see and hear about and read about. It's not. It's just it, it is completely you are relying on people to feed you and to give you water you can't do anything and um yeah i, I was severe at the beginning and um, when i was first diagnosed and i was pretty much bedridden i was able i was, I was like spoon fed a bit i could eat solids thankfully although it was like soups and things like that but it was yeah, it was a very difficult time at the beginning and to think some people are like that for ever it's just it's ridiculous um so as i was saying it can affect different aspects of people's lives as well um not just for the people with mecfs but for the families too you know and care and the carers because they have to do things for the, for the patient and it's it does take a toll both on the patient and the caring team whether it's family or someone outside the doctors who have to come and do everything for you it's um yeah it, it's just a horrible illness and it include you know it can it affects daily activities of living you know family life social life uh, you know emotional well-being work which i have had to retire from and school or any form of education it means some people have to refer and they have to get homeschooled it's just horrible and um with me as well a lot of patients have experienced prejudice and disbelief and can feel stigmatized by people including family friends and the health and social care team 
because they, people don't understand the illness it's really hard because it's unless you live it or live with someone who has it it can be really difficult to see what this illness does to someone so and the, you know the health professionals must take into account the impact this illness has on child young persons or adults with MECFS because it can it ruins lives it really does so in a nutshell <laughs> That's what ME is. It's a real complex neurological um, sickness, condition, disease, whatever you would like to call it. It's, um, yeah, it's, um, so that was just to re reiterate, that was all from the ME Association. And you can find them, um, I told you the website earlier, www.meassociation.org.uk. And um, there's, plenty on there to learn more about this illness if you'd like it's yeah i mean talk saying it out loud it, it kind of does make me upset a bit because i know how hard it is for myself so how hard it is for other people it's a weird condition in which you don't want to wish it on anybody but when you find someone who has it you want to befriend them and you just because they they get it they understand what you're going through at your best times and your worst times um so yeah it's um and, and i think the scale as well is the fact that there's so many different symptoms it's not just one symptom there's a criteria uh, which i'll go through in another episode um because i don't want to boy hold you down with too much information in episode one but yeah, there's a certain criteria you have to meet to be diagnosed with ME-CFS, um, certain symptoms, but the symptoms range from headaches, migraines, dizziness, uh, low blood pressure when standing, which is called POTS is another, it's where you kind of, your blood pressure drops, your heart rate goes up and you get dizzy or palpitations and you have to lie down, to, that's the only way you can stop it. Obviously, as I said earlier, post-exertional malaise, that's also another one. It's, um, that, that one's a tricky one because you, I've done it in the past where I've kept a diary of my symptoms and my activities. And the problem with post-exertional malaise is it can, it can occur, I think it's either six or 12 hours after an activity, but any time within the next sort of two to three days, you can kind of get the payback so you might not know what's triggered it so it's not as simple as just keeping a diary and you'll know what's triggered the the flare-up or the relapse it could be something of nothing just you just overdid it you read some articles or a book on the friday and come sunday you're bedridden and <laughs> but you could have done other activities so you'll never know how to pinpoint what's done it which is very confusing and um yeah so i mean there's a whole array of symptoms as i just said there um brain fog that is another one that which is if you follow me on instagram you'll know i uh did a two i did a page full of um titles for this podcast and my some of my closest friends and my wife Lindsay, she was torn between i think it was um a chance of fog or chat with me chat with me and um everyone seemed to want the chat with me and i think that might be because 
most people that voted know the illness, but they could see the cleverness in chat with me, chat with ME. Um, whereas the fog one, there was quite a few people who have ME who voted for that one because obviously brain fog can be quite a big thing. It causes it's like having a brain full of cotton wool, so you find it hard to find words, hard to string sentences along. And um, although I think I've done quite well so far, you haven't heard me stop and start and um, start from the beginning about 20 times. So this is the longest roll um, I've gone so far, so I'm sticking with it. But um, yeah, it, it can be, that again, can be a very, not necessarily a painful um, symptom, but it could be a very frustrating one when you can't articulate what you want to get out to someone. And you can't remember, you know, because of the brain fog, you have, like a short-term memory loss whereas you can't I might be able to tell you what I did when I was 10 but I might not I probably won't be able to tell you what I did an hour ago sort of thing it's really strange so yeah so just to wrap up um for this first episode at the end of each episode I will say if there's anything um any questions you've got in regarding the topic I've spoke to today I well, obviously I'll reply as quick as possible via my social media platforms or I will um, let you know that it's, plan it's a planned episode down the line So, and it might give me inspiration to plan another episode so um, that will be how we feel so if you've got any questions about today obviously go to the ME Association to have a look at their website or Action for ME also has um, a good kind of description of what ME is and what the symptoms are um, or if you've got any questions or anything that you would like to know or want to kind of put forward into a next episode or not necessarily the next one but um, one down the line that would be really good and um, yes um, just to wrap up before I tell you about the next episode it's almost coming to ME Awareness Week so ME Awareness Day is May the 12th and that's a Friday I believe um, this year and the reason it's um, on May the 12th is because that is the birthday of Florence Nightingale and it is so historians say she suffered from an illness that was very very similar with MECFS um, obviously this is a long time ago and I think because of that people have used May the 12th as the day to be World ME Awareness Day and we do have that whole week's booked out with ME Awareness we'll have the millions miss, millions missing um, that, that's a hashtag and I think it's a Instagram page you can follow um, where people try to put across the point of how many people suffer with this illness and kind of go unheard and um, on the Sunday uh, one of my friends on Instagram Anna um, I'll talk more to you about this next week. Um, sorry, not next week, in the next episode, in two weeks' time. But which app actually will fall on ME Awareness Week, which is kind of planned a little bit. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, um, she set up just over a decade ago now a thing called Blue Sunday because um, I'll find a bit more research out about it so I can say exactly how it was set up. But it was along the lines of she wanted to she missed the ME awareness week or couldn't attend um whether it was a conference or an event to do with the millions missing I'm not sure and because of that she decided that um 
she needed to kind of still keep with the awareness but allow people with Emmy or the carers, the friends, the family to have a tea party on the Sunday of Emmy Awareness Week and it's called Blue Sunday and basically you put um, say three to five pound into any of the Emmy charities and basically it's like you pay for a cup of tea and a slice of cake and you can do it at your own home or you can set an event up if you if you're able and um, it raises awareness for this condition and it also raises a bit of money towards the charities like Emmy Association and Action for Emmy Millions Missing so that um, it can go towards helping people come to terms with this illness, helping people to find out information. There's a lot of information packs as well with both, with all these charities. So yeah, it's it, it's just to kind of help raise the awareness and help people understand how debilitating this illness is. So as I was saying, the next episode will fall on ME Awareness Week. So if you're listening and you have ME, you're a carer, a friend, family, any of the above and you're planning to do something for that week even if it's um, the tea party on the Sunday let me know um, if you go to the Instagram for this at chat with me podcast and the same for Twitter at chat with me pod um, and there is a Facebook page too under my name Michael Brooks and there's a chat with me there um, yeah let me know what you are doing if you're doing anything for me awareness day me awareness week blue sunday and also um if you've got any questions or topics you would like me to cover in the future so the next episode as i said will be about me awareness week and what's going on and uh, yeah i'll give you a little bit more of a insight to the florence nightingale story see if there's any more facts to find out about that and I will tell you more about Anna's story about Blue Sunday, which will be Sunday the 14th of May. So get your blue and wear something blue. That's the reason why it's Blue Sunday. Blue is the colour for Emmy, so wear something blue. Right, I will leave you with that for now. I think for a first episode, 22 minutes. These episodes are going to roughly be 20 to 30 minutes max to begin with. And, you know, if I start getting people interviewed, it might go a bit longer but for the moment I'm trying to keep it as short as possible a for me because I am now going to go and have a long fly down in the dark room and b so you guys don't get bored because <laughs> I know it can be a lot of information which is why I'm going to make it fun as well you know there'll be fun facts I'll give you a little bit of what I've gone through or other people if they give me their insights via my social media so so, like I say, you can contact me at, at chat with me podcast at chat with me pod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can go to my personal page, which is the same across all platforms at Brooks me at Swift. So most of you will probably know that already. So I'm going to leave you on this beautiful Thursday, wherever you are, raining, sunny, windy, not windy, snowing, could be anything, uh, especially if you're living in um, Britain right now. It's crazy but anyway i'm gonna love you and leave you i'm gonna sign off and say thank you for listening thank you for understanding how incredibly 
nervous this has made me and uh, you know put myself out there a little bit but and if you wonder what's going on with my voice a, i've got a microphone which i didn't think i was ever going to buy myself a microphone but we've also had loads of um chest viruses in the house the girls had it i got it at the weekend so i'm a bit croaky so i'm hoping by the time i record the next one i'm in a bit of a better place with that um illness at least so have a lovely rest of your day whatever time of day you're listening to this and i hope you have a great weekend and please tune in and subscribe